I'm Chris. And I'm Bryson. And we'd like to welcome you to Twin Moms Talk. This, oh, sorry. Go for it. Yeah, what is it? We are two twin dads living in the Midwest navigating jobs and too many kids. Yes, and tons of hands and all the crazies that come with the twin life. Um, and as you can tell, it's not Twin Moms Talk this time. It's actually Twin Dads Talk. I don't know if you can notice by the deeper voices or anything along those, but we're doing a special episode for you guys today. Exactly. And Jasmine has not been taking testosterone. It's Bryson. That that definitely is Bryson. I'd be very concerned if that were Jasmine. But um, yeah, we were talking with Meg and Jasmine. We felt like for everyone, it would be worth listening to our perspective, the dad's perspective uh, about everything twins, everything you want to know. In fact, I believe uh, <clears throat> they uh, uh, put on the Instagram page a couple of questions and everything that we'll pr- probably get to in this this segment for sure. But I think it's going to be sage advice, Chris. I think it'll be sage advice for sure. You better sure. stick around for it. Yeah, I think they got to stick around for it. I guess first, let's let's kind of introduce ourselves. Bryson, introduce yourself. Who are you? Thank you. I'd love to take that away. Well, the problem is where do I start? So many things to do. So as you, I'm sure you know, I'm married to a wonderful, beautiful lady named Jasmine. And we did something kind of crazy, which I would not recommend, but it was really fun at the same time is we were dating for, I think, a year and a half. We got married. I got accepted to a Midwestern school that was super awesome. I don't know if they've named it, so I'm not going to – I mean, I don't know if you say it. You can say whatever. We went to Notre Dame. We went to Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah, Notre Dame's the best school for what it's worth. You know, it was was really awesome. We came out here, and I got my master's from here. And the crazy thing is that we were married, I think, for – three weeks before we moved out it was a wild time and now we're coming up on two years out here two years like i can't believe we've been here no two and a half yeah three no absolutely i i mean i'm i'm thinking about it i I, I remember you did get married like three weeks before you came out here so you had like getting married and moving across the country all within like yeah oh man do you remember like our first phone call it was like me and jazz were sitting in my college apartment yeah and we, 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 through some friends, we met uh, Chris and Megan and I remember calling Chris and I was, remember I was talking to you. I was trying to sound animated. Mm-hmm. And when I got done, Jasmine hits me in the arm and she's like, you're cutting off Chris too much. <laughs> <laughs> the phone call already married. I know <laughs> they were engaged at the time, but yeah, no, that was fun. That was a funny, just a weird thing. I remember now, but yeah, kind of skipping for a little bit. We have uh, two beautiful girls they are seven months old. And we are now just starting to get into like the pre toddler phase, I guess you could call it like getting out of like the newborn phase, which I'm oh, so grateful to do that. But we'll get, we'll get I into have, that in a second. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a bit. Yeah. But okay. that was, that was brutal, man. But I love the fact that where we are now and I'm grateful for where we're going to go. Um, having two little girls is super cute right now. It's just, I, I work from home and, uh, I work in software. So I'm, I'm grateful enough that I can start doing that, but it makes for a busy life. makes for a busy schedule. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I'm Chris. I am father to two strapping young men. I'm husband to a beautiful wife who's well out of my league. And yeah, I like Bryson. I also went to Notre Dame. I don't know. I, I like doing guy things. I like sports, uh, working in a business right now. And, uh, Having the best, the best, trying to live my best life with two twin boys who just make life much better than I uh, would have been without them. Let's just put it like that. That sound rehearsed. 
Oh, that was really nice. Did I, you rehearse that a little bit? A little bit. I was sort of rehearsing it in my head. I was actually trying to go for the gladiator, uh, father of a murdered child, uh, husband of a murdered wife, and I will have my revenge. I was trying to kind of copy that a little bit, but I, I liked think, it. Yeah, it was good. We can make that into like the sound blurb. We could make it into a sound blurb. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but um, no, it's twin life has been great so far, and we are excited to share our perspective with you. Uh, the first segment that we're going to get to, so Meg and Jazz call it the mom brain mush, but we're going to call it something different for you tonight. We're going to call it, it is dad's toilet time. And for all of you <laughs> who are married out there, you might get this far too well, right? What do what do men think about when we are on the john? What are, What is going through our minds? So I'll let you kind of start off, Bryson. What do you think? Well, first off, I just want everyone to know the toilet time is a sacred time. Um, that it is. We, you might just think that we're going in there and we're pulling up Instagram or we're pulling up Reddit and you're saying, geez, it's been 25 minutes. What have they been doing in there? Well, two things. One, you're just taking your time. You're getting away from things. And two, you're taking care of business. It's decompression time for sure. Yeah. And I like taking care of business. I, I saw that. I, I caught that pun for sure. <laughs> yeah. You're taking care of business. Yeah. But there's no rush. You know, I, we've had this conversation before, a little TMI. But Jasmine says, you know, why stay in there? It smells. And I just say, you know, it's a sacred time. So it's an interesting way to put it. We're, we're yeah. sitting there. I think I, I think I may take this too far, but, um, you know, it's just a great time in there. Anyways, for let me get into the reasons why is that when I'm in the bathroom, I feel like I am kind of just thinking about nothing for a second which is really great. They say guys kind of have what's called a nothing box. And for me, that's great because I, in my job, I feel like I'm thinking all the time. And so checking out of work is definitely really tough, especially being at home. And so I kind of, okay, I got to go decompress. I got to go find my time just to go do nothing for a second. So I think first off, it's kind of taking a check out. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a good time to decompress for sure. And I, I mean, even if I'm on my phone from time to time, it, I, I think it's, it's, it's just a good relaxation time, but I'm, I'm going to get to the nitty gritty here, ladies. I know what you're all thinking. What is going through a man's mind in general? Um, first, do we actually think constantly about the Roman empire? Is that a real thing? I can't speak for every man in the world, but I can tell you this for mine. I didn't like, no, 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 no not really. Not. No, like, I, I mean, I was reading the New Testament at the time when that fad was all coming around. So maybe because I'm reading that, but actually like about the Roman Empire itself. No, I mean, I guess it's cool, but not really obsessed with it or so, so for our listeners, like, what are you talking about? What What's the Roman Empire? Thing? I, I guess supposedly a bunch of girls ask their men, hey, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And they'd be like every day or once a week or three times a week. I was like, I'm not like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I said, reading the New Testament, but I was more focused on like Jesus than I was <laughs> Caesar. You know, like let's let's play, let's be honest about that. So, um, at least for me, I didn't really think about it. What about you? I have not. No, I I think the last time I thought about the Roman Empire was uh, watching Gladiator. Yeah, actually, Gladiator was on TV at the same time that was coming out too. So, Gladiator yeah. and and Jesus and like in New Testament. That was about the only reasons why I thought in the Roman Empire. What do you think you think about? Like, what comes to your mind often? You know, I'm going to be honest. I think here is a real insight to men's brains, and I think, well, 
especially married men and especially married men who have kids. I, someone told me this, a friend told us this, and I think he's absolutely right. I think at least once a week, men have this fan, not fantasy, but picture in their mind, some type of intruder that breaks into your house or tries to attack you or your kids or your wife. And you run through those scenarios in your mind. And honestly, I, I think of how am I going to go all John wick on those guys yeah. and take them out. Yeah. That's and the fantasy. Isn't that's it? the fantasy. Okay. What am I going to do that? If they enter in this way, how am I going to take them out? Um, okay. Like, am I, you know, I'm going to put a mirror here. So they think it's me that they're looking, but they just shoot at themselves. And then <laughs> I shoot them or something. You know, I, you, you think that, I think that's actually yeah. something that men think about much more often than the Roman empire. How am I going to oh, protect my wife I, and kids? You I know? think a hundred percent. Yeah. Have you ever gotten like so into your own thoughts that you start noticing you acted out a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Like where you start kind of like, okay, well, I'll take a jab here. I step here, yeah. catch the blade. Or at least I walk through the situation here. You know, like, yeah. okay, when I'm just kind of alone in the room, I'll be like, okay, if I were to put myself here, is that a good shot? You know, like, how would I do it? You yeah. Know? If there's like, like a guy around the corner, like, yes, how do you, yeah, how do you exactly. take Exactly. Okay. What could I shoot through the wall here and hit that? You know, I, you, you walk through these things. That's, it's actually something that men think about a lot more than you realize. Kind of a side tangent to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like being, you know, go back 10, 15 years when you were living at your parents' house. Yeah. I felt like being in the house when it was totally dark was more scary. But now yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm the man of the house. I got to yes, I gotta 100%. own it. I feel I, like I, you know. You I gotta, can't be afraid of the dark. You can't be afraid of the dark, which sounds stupid. You must be molded by it. But it's just the other day I was thinking about yeah. that and I realized I wasn't like afraid anymore. And I don't know yeah. when that happened. Maybe it was five years ago, but it was just like a weird shift. You became a man. <laughs> you became a man. The, the, the man. Yeah, that, the shift from from boy to man is when you man. realize you're thinking about how to take down intruders and use the darkness to your advantage. That's Bane. Would say. Yes, that's right. The Bane Batman. Um. So, ladies, that's uh, or anyone listening, that would be our uh, thoughts on Roman Empire. What What do men actually think about? And of course, men think about sports. That's that's given. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Um. I will say one more thing, you know, yeah. and we're kind of coming off. No, this. no, you're good. So you're we're good. sitting on the toilet. Um, back to the John. We're back to the John. Honestly, there's a little bit of satisfaction in sitting there. And like you hear maybe like a kid is crying. Maybe they're kind of whining a little bit. And you're like, sorry, babe, I'm on the toilet. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's like the same thing for you, but I not satisfaction. That's the bad. That's the bad word for say, this. I probably want to put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris. Chris is a is a more careful man than I am. I uh, I have no comment on the matter. Uh, <laughs> my children need me. I I rush out of there as quickly as possible. Well, you <laughs> yes, know what I mate. mean. It's not like no, not I like danger. No, I get you. I get you. But it's like you know, someone was holding their bottle and they dropped it, and now they're complaining. Well, honestly, if I if I don't help out Meg, I know that if there's times when she can take a break, yeah, she'll she'll get back. Meg, Meg gets even pretty quickly. That's something that's fun about her that most people don't know. But she's she's pretty smart like that. If oh yeah, so if you, if I'm if I'm uh being a little lazy or being a little slow to come help, hey, there might be a time when I need help, and she's like, well, you know, he took a little bit of a long time getting out of the john. So I mean, she probably doesn't say it, but <laughs> just my point is, I'm not going to give her ammunition on this one. I'm sure everyone's thought it. Yeah, everyone's thought. They're sure. like, what are you doing in there? Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, the toilet time with the men. You know, hope you've enjoyed it. Dad's toilet time. Our next segment is going to be check with wifey. Right. Um, So this actually the first thing that we're going to start with this segment. Someone asked us on the Instagram page uh, if our relationship with our wives have gotten better 
ever since being twin dads. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you think about the Bryson? Well, I think as, as you can already tell, um, you know, I might say some things here that might get me in trouble in about an hour when someone listens to it, but that's okay. Because honestly, I think what, as a whole, I think what I've noticed, what I lack or sometimes what other men lack is, is honesty and, and, and the ability to kind of talk about your true feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel like I lack that a little bit. So, uh, but no, long story short, I don't know, I'm getting, I, I digress a little bit. No, I feel like we're talking about relationships with our wives and I think that's something that is hard to understand is like, what would your life be like if you hadn't had kids until now? And I think about that because, so we were actually ironically planning on um, going to like a big international trip. Mm-hmm. We had never done one before. We weren't really sure exactly where we were going to go, but we're like, okay, come the summer of 2023, we're going to do it. We're going to go on an international trip. We haven't done that one before. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. This is going to make a great time to like, you know, check with wifey. That's true. To, yeah. uh, come no kids life, right? The yeah. We were living the dink life. Yeah. It was great. And so I was really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's always like this, you know, like movie mentality. Of like I want to be in this like perfect relationship. We go travel all the time. Yeah. And ironically, as a side note, I feel like the best part of traveling is the planning, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's great to go travel, but then you get back and you're like, oh, great. That was it. Months and months of planning and anticipation. And then it's gone in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you. Yeah, that makes sense. But so, nope, not going to Europe anymore. I <laughs> not anymore. So no more, no more plans to go to Europe. It's a real bummer. It really kind of let us down. I think a little bit, and I think uh, we'll get into this a little bit in the other segment because someone asked a question about you know what my what was my initial reaction. But but yeah, like kids definitely changes the mentality, and I think as from my perspective, it's very much like a functional thing. Um, I I didn't necessarily have like that connection to the children at mm-hmm. first. I don't have them in my belly. I just am like, great, they're in your belly somewhere. But knowing mentally that things are going to change. And I think the really tangible thing for me was like, oh my gosh, I have to pay for these kids yeah. for the next yeah. 20 years. Yeah, no, like, for real. Like I've gone from saving every month and having like this great income and like feeling like okay we're getting places we're saving we're investing yep. to holy crap i feel like we're gonna lose an income that was the biggest thing that, we lost that, an income that's right because jasmine no longer was gonna be a teacher yep. for sure yep we lost an income and now we're going from saving every month to just basically breaking even yeah no, i don't think destitute but no no no, no just just breaking even yeah. and i was like well that sucks We'll say living within your means. How about that? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's no. great, but it sucks. Yeah, you're, you're no, I I get you. Financially, it's definitely it's commitment financially, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just I'm 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 really you know I'm just new to podcasting. I love the chat chance yeah. to talk. So yeah. But um, I let's see. I, I, you keep going. I'll, I'll wrap this up. Yeah. I'll wrap my thought up, and I'll let you, and then we'll kind of go back and forth. But my my relationship, I think. It really is is great. It's it's deepened. It's changed. Um, one of the side effects of having kids is if you're going to have a good relationship, you have to be more intentional about it. You have to find the time to say, "Hey, let's let's have our couch time Straight tonight." Facts, yeah. 
because most of the time you realize you start talking to your significant other about stuff, just about shopping or, oh, the kid's throwing up or, oh, I got to get back to work, just stuff. And it's not actually like legitimate things. It's not mm-hmm. things that make you feel like you have a deeper connection. Yeah. So for better, for worse, it does that to your relationship. And it's up to you, I think, to find those times to to connect. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree with that. <clears throat> if once you have kids, especially if you have twins right off the bat, if you want your relationship to thrive, you got to really prioritize it and you got to really take the initiative. Um, and I think especially as dads and as husbands, like that's something that we definitely should do. Um, for me, I'd say my relationship with Meg has definitely gotten better. Mainly, I attribute this to when you have twins, you got to work as a team. Like. You, it's not just mom taking care of the kid and dad helping out here and there. It's like, no, I got one baby, you got the other, or you do like an assembly line. Okay, you do this, and then I do this and that and that. And um, point is, you got to really have good teamwork if you're going to raise kids, raise twins, especially if it's your first. Um, and I think that Meg and I have definitely done that pretty well, honestly. Like I, I credit to her. They're superstars, um, by the way. We've been we've been trying. I think you know it's. She's an easy. She's a great teammate. Let's put it like that. She's been fun to work with and fun to parent with, and more fun to be married to, and um, and everything. So I I think our relationship definitely has gotten better in that sense. We've synergized to use the word that some people like her, but um, yeah, and yeah, it's just great. You know, I we we have a lot of trust. We work well together, and but at the same time, Bryson, you're you're dead on like you need to have time away from the kids and a life away from the kids. Yeah. And that is something that if you don't put the effort in to do it, it will escape you. And yeah, I think great lesson, great lesson to put in there. Yeah. My, my, my dad actually had an interesting point the other day. Mm -hmm. He says, you got to go on a date. You know, I I think that's a pretty common thing nowadays. Social media is like, Hey, go on a date every week. Awesome. Totally agree. It's great. Great thing Mm -hmm. to do. He said, when you go on a date, go on a date, enjoy time with your partner. But make sure you don't talk about kids. Yep. Don't talk about jobs. Yeah. Don't talk about chores. Yeah. Don't talk about things to do, like like the day to day stuff. Yeah. Don't talk about shopping. Talk about you two, as if you're on a first date again. Yeah. Talk about family. I talk like about that. dreams. I like that. That's a pre- pretend like you're always on your first date. Treat every date like it's your first. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like that. I like. Well, that. I mean, not not first. I think. Well, like initially, like kind of. I see what he's saying, though. Like. Hey, you know, really get to know each other, like ask fun questions, like yeah. really try to, you know, and even though you do know each other well, but I like that focus on yeah. family, dreams, goals, aspirations. What are you wanting to do? How are you really feeling? And but then what's nice too is when you're married, you can really open up about stuff that you wouldn't open up to on a first date. Yeah. But I mean, don't you like, I feel like sometimes you don't get time to do that. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. like those deep thoughts that you have every day about like yeah. existential thoughts. I mean, sometimes you're like, oh, you have it, you forget it, and you move on. But yeah. like, they're your person that you're supposed to like kind of tell those things yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess for me, I, Meg, I, I do that pretty well. I, I think men, in general, you know, everyone says like, hey, we're not good at talking about feelings. I actually think we're better than we give ourselves credit for. Amen. I just think men, we're not as open. We, there just has to be a layer of trust before we open up to people like that. You know, I think it takes a little bit of prodding. It, too. It's prodding, maybe a little bit of prodding, but it's like you got to really trust it. Like, I feel like you kind of treat it a little bit sacred a little bit. And it's like, 
yeah, I'm not going to open up to some random person, even if they're nice. Like if I'm going to open up about like these deep feelings or whatever, like I want to really know that I, this person has my back and, and yeah, I definitely trust Megan that way a lot. So yeah, no, I hear you. So I, to answer the question, I think our relationship has gotten deeper in that sense because of great teamwork and, and we've tried our best to prioritize each other. Um, and yeah, luckily in the area we're at, there's been plenty of great babysitters. Shout out to them because it wouldn't a- be possible without them. Uh, good, good 14, 15 year old kids. They're, they're awesome. Um, yeah, let's see. What's uh, the next part that we're supposed to talk about? I guess. Oh, well, I think the, um, I think some of the other things that we we're kind of thinking about is, yeah. so as, I mean, man, there's just so much we can talk about. I think we're we're yeah. we're jumping pretty quick because you know yeah. can't tell we're new to podcasting. No, totally. um, I feel like we're like the the very first episodes of Only Murders in the Building where they start a podcast. Oh yeah, have you seen that? No, I have not. Great, great TV show by the way. It's kind of yeah. fun. Um, but <laughs> the thing that is funny is that kids grow up really quick, but they also grow up so slow long days short years oh my gosh no but i i mean i'm thinking back you're right like it's been a very quick year in some ways i look back and I'm like oh like a year ago we just told our family that we were pregnant at christmas time yeah that's right but it was also the longest year of my life yep particularly those like three months the third trimester and then kind of four or five months after mm-hmm. um it was brutal man yeah it, like those late nights yeah. Early, early mornings getting woken up and you just feel like you're beat up. Yeah. I I mean, we, I feel kind of guilty because our boys are good sleepers. I, I don't think I have as much PTSD from it because they were, they just were good sleepers from the start. Really? I, I mean, but Megs, Megan was still say that even like, I mean, they even like wake up still. Yeah, they do wake up. And I, I've had plenty of times where I've slept in their room and like held, held my boy's hand and stuff. I've, I've had those. That's, that's fair for sure. But, no, it's it's hard. It's it's definitely hard. But I think someone said it best. It is long days, but short years. So don't blink, or else you'll miss it. My boys are already two, and I'm like, what? They're two yeah. years old already. They're what not do, babies. What, anymore? what do you do to remember? Um, I I will say this. Like I know you're saying, like, oh, I'm glad to be out of the newborn stage, and I'm like, but dude, you got it. You got to appreciate every stage for what it is, because that newborn, yeah, it's hard, but they are just this little precious ball of life that like you don't get any other time, you know, you look at them and you're just like, you're perfect. Like you are absolutely perfect in every single way. And you're like, and they look at, they like look deep into your soul. I don't know what it is. Newborns love them. And then the baby stage, like that's not a newborn, but they're still babies. Like, what are you saying? Like, like four to yeah, like your girls, I would describe. Like that. you say, babies. Yeah, like they're these guys. They're, like like they're, they're starting to like show, like, hey, I'm awake. I have yeah, personality. exactly. A little okay. bit of personality. They're starting to kind of move and like, whoa, whoa, I'm like starting to get a handle on life a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like your girls, I would describe as babies, but not newborns. That's a great stage because they are still stinking cute. They're so um, cute. They're fun, but they're starting to like grow and like get a little bit of personality and everything. Yeah. And then the infant stage where they're starting to walk then oh my gosh that that stage is fun because it's like oh they're walking they're doing this and then they start moving and then i'd know where their personalities completely change like calvin i thought was the big personality like as a baby mm-hmm. and cooper was like mm-hmm. the little curled up ball and he was just a sweet cute and then cooper started walking and out of nowhere 
Oh man. Yeah. He, he's the big personality. He has a big personality. <laughs> he's a very big personality and he's just Ventress and he makes his presence known every, every room he goes into. And I'm like, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I just say long days, short years and enjoy every stage you're in because there's pros and cons to everything, but you're not going to really remember the hard stuff. Like in the next year or so you're, you're going to remember you had it, but you, man, you are going to miss like the precious little newborn, yep. the absolute adoring, like take lots of pictures, babies, take lots of pictures. Take lots enjoy of videos. It. Yeah. I mean, even, or take lots of my, like remember stuff, enjoy the, enjoy it because it's going to go and you're going to miss it. Like yep. in, um yeah i heard some there was one guy who said on a podcast one time he said look um he was his act is actually talking more about moms working moms or moms where they they feel should i work or should i stay home with kids and he's like look you know no matter what decision you make you're gonna feel like you're wrong because either you're not working and supporting the family or you're um you know you're missing time with kids and he says you know whatever choice you choose just make sure you don't miss out he's like because with your kids that first five years when they are little kids, like it may seem like a lot of a long time, but it's not five years mm. can go by really quickly. And once it's gone, you will never get it back. And I heard that. And I'm just like, absolutely. I am. I'm in. I, yeah. I mean, every stage, even past like five years, but yeah. every little stage of growth, like I want to enjoy everything I can. Yeah. So that's kind of my mentality with it. I mean, I've kind of got a hot take on that though. Okay. Hot take is I would. So when I, when I, when when Jazz is pregnant, yeah, pregnant, pregnante, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that video where they they make fun of how people on social media spelled the okay. word pregnant. Oh, I, and how they got it all wrong. Maybe, yes, yes, I do remember that one. How do I know if pregnante? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. when Jazz was uh, pregnant, yeah. I would ask uh, various dads, you know, w- what they liked or didn't like about the baby stage. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't in general, but many that I talked to said they didn't really feel like they connected until six months. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that. Oh, interesting. Like, I feel like the first six yeah. months, like, it, it was a great time. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. It was a really great time. It was really fun, really cute. They're so precious, as, as Chris was saying. Yeah. But now being at seven months, looking back and looking at the pictures, yeah. I think to myself, <laughs> they looked like old squished up alien <laughs> old men. Yeah. At least they're cute. Look, and cute we kept old on, squished up alien old no, men. No, but let's be yeah, honest. Like they're, I mean, they're cute. They're so cute because they're precious, but they're so squished up. They're like, yeah. it's like, I they're, mean, they're so cute because they're small. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. my hot take. Yeah. I was going to say, if it were a six foot newborn, I'd be probably wouldn't be quite It'd be creepy. Cute. Yeah, probably but luckily they're cute and small but they get like the eight month year year and a half like they're yeah. they're actually cute yeah no, i hear you um and then you have like the really poly babies that they're just darn cute too yeah no i hear you but that that's my thought is that like for me i really started feeling like hey i got to six months i can catch my stride a little bit mm-hmm. i feel like i i love playing with my girls uh i'll throw them up in the air right now i can actually do this thing where i can hold them by the arms mm-hmm. i can throw them up in the air and give them a 360 and catch them. Oh, there you go. And then um, I've actually started like, I'll catch them. Yeah. And then I'll like hold them upside down. And I'll tickle their belly and they yeah. love it. So they're they're going to be acrobats, I guess, just because I'm throwing them up in the air. Yeah. No, I I, I hear you. Um, you know, I think that leads kind of uh, really well into a question that someone posted for us. They said, what's the best advice you could give to a new dad? Ooh. Um, 
I don't know if they mean like a new dad, like the baby's born, or if it's like you just found out you're becoming a dad and the pregnancy and everything leading up to it or kind of all of the above. But I'll let you answer the question first, what your thoughts are on, and you can do yeah. it any way you'd like. Yeah, because I think someone asked kind of like, what are the stages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just go look up the stages of grief and you'll... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's. I, I'm going to say everyone has a different story, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure Chris has a very different story than I do. And I had a different take on it. Um, so going back to my thought, I wasn't expecting kids at this moment. So it was a surprise for me. And I, I'll be honest, I took it really, really hard that first month I found out Jazz was pregnant. It was not a fun time. Um, I did a lot of grieving. I Looking back, I mean, that's what I'd call it. And yeah. the moment I was just, no, kinda, I think that's pretty fair, right? In, in the moment, yeah, I was just, I yeah. was just mad. I was just mad. I was like really annoyed. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, like, what the hell? Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. No. I, uh, well, especially like yeah. you weren't expecting and you weren't planning it either. So that was, wasn't, wasn't planning. Right? wasn't expecting. Yeah. No, I hear Um, that. And so for me, like that first month, again, like I said, that first month, first kind of month and two months. You know, she wasn't even showing yet. We haven't even taken the test. We didn't know if they're boys, girls, or anything. But I was just kind of like, just frustrated. Yeah. Um, and so looking back now, I'd call that kind of like the grieving period, kind of like a little bit of denial. Mm-hmm. And you have dark thoughts, you know, yeah. just from our audience, whether you're uh, a mom, a, a dad, a future mom, future dad, it's okay if you're having those dark thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, those are thoughts that pop in and pop out. And it's okay because we're human and your mind is just trying to find an escape. Like you're trying to figure out like, okay, well, what if I do this? What if this happens? How will life be better? I just want you to, you know, it's going to be okay. You're smart. You're capable. Things will be okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my initial thought is it was, it was tough, but by the time the girls came, I, I best, I, I probably say it like this. I, I had done my grieving. I had done my processing. Yeah. And by the time the girls came, I was super excited. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I mean, of course, mine was a little bit different than Bryson's in the fact that we, we were planning on having kids. And then when we found out Meg was pregnant, I, w- I would joke, I would say, yeah, the babies. And she'd be like, Chris, don't joke about having twins. And I'm like, I, I just kept, I'm like, I have a feeling we're having twins. She's like, Chris, don't please stop jinxing us. And a little about me, I have cousins who are like my best friends who are twins um when i when i was young in my kind of first house i lived in the kids that I hung out with most were twins i always usually hung out with people that came in too you know like i i for some reason that's just how i operate so when we found out we were having twins i was like all right let's do it oh, i love it i was like i knew it i knew it i knew it and i was i was excited about it but you were pumped i was i was pumped i was i was geeking out i was loving it but I'm also the exception. I think most people are more like Bryson in that sense. Like, oh, crap, where's the nearest bathroom? I need to go puke my guts out. Like, we're having <laughs> twins. Um, so I guess my advice, one, I have two things of advice for, for dads in that. One, nine months is a long time. Keep in mind that. Now, it's even longer for the long. woman than it is for the men, you know, for obvious reasons. Men, we have it lucky. <laughs> but nine yeah. months is a long time. What I mean by that is, it's a long time to go through the grieving process, you know, or, you know, kind of come to come to peace that you're having twins or you're having a baby. Like it's, it's a long time to not only like get through the, Oh, I'm so nervous, but actually like get excited and get ready for it. And you, I feel like you experienced that, you know, by the mm-hmm. time your she was nine months, you're like, 
I'm ready. I'm excited to be a yeah, dad. Let's do this. You know, I think so. That's my first thing. If you're like freaking out, you're not alone. But just remember, nine months, a lot can happen in nine months. Um, also, like if you're freaking about finances and everything like that, because let's face it, like you're. Oh man, we we looked at that. Yeah. I was like, babe, we got to look at the finance. Yes. We look at the spreadsheet over again. Over, yep. We're going to forecast it. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it's, it's a long time and you, you're, you'll be surprised what you can figure out in nine months. I felt like you did a really good job of that. Like you were able to pick up additional projects and jobs that were, uh, and I felt like you did. Oh yeah. yeah. That was actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a cool thing is we had, um, going to Notre Dame, uh, I had a couple of student loans and, there was a, a student loan that I got that was uh, from the government and that was a much better interest rate. Yeah. And then I got a student loan that was from a private company and that sucked. Yeah. And so I was actually like in the six months that leading up to the babies, um, I was like, dang it, I'm going to pay this off. So I actually did some side hustle jobs and I paid that off and yeah. it was great because that paid off at a really expensive loan. Yeah. And then now you're paying for formula with it and stuff and everything, but now you you're in a much better spot. So and, and yeah, it's not, I'm trying to think like, honestly, it's, it's not too bad yet. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Like formula, if well, you buy what from Costco, it's like half the price of anything else. When kids get really expensive is when they're like 16 and they get car and insurance and they're like, that's when, that's when kids get really And you got to pay for like and you pay sports for camps. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not. No, it's true. It's, it's, it's really not bad. Like, but no, I, but point is like nine months, you can figure out a lot of stuff in nine months. I, this is something I did. It was leading up. We weren't getting, we weren't pregnant yet, but it was right when COVID kind of shut down everything. No. Stock market dropped. And I said, you know, I got about 15, 12, 1500 bucks that, you know, I've been saving up. So I put that in the stock market and stocks that I knew were like really low, but would bounce up. That You wrote it? Cash. Well, I, I put it in the like stock low. Like for example, I like Disney or ones that I'm like, okay. They're low now, but they're not going to be low forever. And so I kept it there. And after like, you know, eight to nine months, like while we were trying to get pregnant at the time, you know, stock market shot back up. Uh, I cashed out and I got an extra like 2,400 bucks from it. And I was like, okay, this is our baby stuff. And I used that to pay for our strollers, for car seats, like a lot of the, a lot of, like a lot of bigger expenses. I, um, well or done, just other sir. things or the cribs mainly too. So, um, yeah. So like stuff like that, like point is when you're a man, like and people are like, when do you become a man? And honestly, I think you one once one episode that men can, boys can become men is when they get married. Another one where if they, if that doesn't do the trick when they, when they can go through the dark, dark thinking about how they're going to take yeah, out. I, I would say, well, that comes because two. when you become a dad or like when you're <laughs> about to become a dad, that's when you become a man. Cause <laughs> you need to become a man. There, there's no being a boy when you have to raise kids anymore. Like it's just fact of the matter. So that would be my first advice. Just kind of circle back is nine months is a long time. You'd be surprised what you can accomplish and what mm-hmm. your, how much your mindset can change. So don't freak out too much. Second thing of advice would be, um, well, I'll just kind of say it right now. You know, I, I started having kids. Like our boys came when I was 30 years old and I'm 30 and I'm like, I'm looking back. I'm like, man, I've had a good life so far. Like I've, you know, hey, I've won championships. I've traveled the world. I've learned a foreign language. I got to marry a girl who's way out of my league, and people thought I was crazy and wouldn't do it, but I, I made it happen. You know, and um, and I, you know, a lot of other things that I thought, I'm like, wow, I've had a good life. And then I'm like, kind of worried. I'm like, am I past my prime? Like, what, what am I going to do for the next 50, 60 years? Is it going to get boring? Like, what, <laughs> what am I going to do there? You know, and Those I was just thoughts. like, great thoughts. 
Uh, and then I had my kids and it took, I don't, not even that long. And I tell you, I, I started being like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to like watch football with them. I can't wait to like go to these movies and show these movies. With them. I can't wait to see like what they're into and what hobbies I can learn from them. And I can't wait to like go on hikes or go skiing with them or do any of these fun stuff. And literally like all this joy for life that before was like kind of, oh, is it, it's kind of starting to get boring. Now it's like, man, I am just loving it. And so my, my second thing of advice is there is nothing that's going to get you more excited for life than having kids. Like mm-hmm. you need a mm-hmm. jolt, like put something in your veins and say, okay, I need, I need to be born again type of thing. Have a kid. Well, granted, wait till you're married, then have a kid, you know, don't, 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 <laughs> don't just go out and, and do the, I will, I yeah. will, I will point out though. Yeah. To me, it sounds like you were ready. Like, yeah, like you were, you were in a good space, like mentally, financially, you were in a good space where you're like, hey, yeah. I'm going to have kids. I'm, I'm totally. like, let's do this. Yeah. But what did, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Keep going, keep going. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing yeah. because I, I, mm-hmm. um, I think there's times when people have kids and they're not ready yeah. and then it feels like the kids are taking away their lives. Mm, like the kid, yeah. because I had you. Yeah, I no longer got to this, or I didn't get to fulfill my dream because that you came as yeah. like you know because yeah, no, <laughs> I I hear that. Um, well, would you say though you're? I feel like you're doing pretty well. Like you, I don't think the girls are holding you back either. Though no, 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 no. Yeah. And and again, like I want to reiterate, like yes, like I had a hard time mentally yeah. with like taking like like the first month or two, kind of like coming yeah. to grips with like okay, like I'm gonna be a dad, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, we we're we we're fine. Like yeah. we we both graduated college. That's true. Yeah. We, um, we owned a house. <laughs> we, we owned a house. Yeah. We both had jobs. Yeah. We had a stable income. Yeah. Um, I had a great career path ahead of me. Yeah. So like it's, it, in that regard, it's like, okay, yeah, things are going to be okay. But you're thinking like, Hey, maybe like a 22 year old couple that like, uh, maybe still in college. Or if it was like, yeah, like a high school yeah. kid or I mean, like, and like people have all their different paths in life and yeah. like good for them. But like, I'm just thinking about it from like a very, um, practical standpoint like it's just tough it's tough yeah. and like well i'm not saying, to you if you can do it yeah not but saying it's, it's easy but but life is tough you know yeah, life is tough but also like I, I think the point i'm trying to make is having kids is rewarding man even with even when it's tough even when it sucks like even if you're probably not fully prepared for it i mean better it's better to be in a good spot for sure but like having kids is great man like i yeah, yeah i mean of course i think you're right though be responsible about it I say get married before you have kids. Like that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when done right, especially like having kids will just give you this newfound sense of life that, so look forward to that. So I guess those are kind of my two pieces of advice for yeah. new dads is love, hey, it. love yeah, it. Love it. Yeah. Nine months, a long time. And yeah, you're going to love being a dad. Like it's just going to add a whole new layer to your life that you never knew you were missing. What was the other uh, question that they were Let's talking see. about? So, gosh, we're um, killing this advice. I know we're 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 doing the, we're doing pretty good right here. Watch as we get rid of some reviews. See. I and have they it say, right here. Are, um, they say their advice sucked. There's no what? Case. Yeah, what is something about being a twin dad that came surprisingly easy to you? Oh man. Hmm. What came easy to me? Ooh, picking up both kids out of the cribs, one in each arm, that's, walking that's them impressive. downstairs, putting them into the twinsy pillow, 
again, one in each arm, you know, got to keep them from falling out. Yeah. And then I would nurse both of them. Yeah. Not with my body as women can do, which is amazing, yeah. but with bottles. That's, I don't know, that's I, impressive. No. So it was just crazy. Cause like I could do that. And then, so sometimes in the morning, um, I'm much more of a morning person. Yeah. And so Jasmine would sleep in and I would take the first morning, uh, feed at like seven in the morning. And so I could go grab both of them, change both of them, take them both down. It was super cute because I can do them both arms. Put them in the in the in the pillow that holds them. Is it a boppy? No, it's not a boppy. Oh, I don't know. Let's be honest. I don't Our know. wives know yeah, way more say, products the, than we do. I don't know the names of the products. I just she says we're getting this, and I'm like, okay, we're getting. It's a that. pillow that looks like a W. Yes, I I know which one you're talking about. It's that one right there. Yes, that's a, it, and and we put the girls in it, and it holds them. Yeah. Anyways, I could feed them. It's really cool. And um, yeah, that's that's what I found out. I could do pretty well. It's kind of fun. That's pretty good. Um, let's see, mine. I mean, I guess I was pretty good at swallow. Oh, I was good at burping. I can I could get the babies to burp. Yeah, that was that was definitely something that came pretty easy to me. So that was that was good. Um, I guess maybe we can kind of go off cusp here. Tell me about uh your experience of being a twin dad or a dad to twin girls what's it like being a girl dad a double girl dad Oof. um i think the biggest thing i know is is they're darn cute we can put cute little bows on them we can put uh lately it's cold here so we've been putting cute like little beanies and the beanies have like this cute little uh smiley face and we get stopped a lot in target or costco because yeah. Every time we pass people, they kind of do like the double take. Yeah. And they look at like the 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 twins in there. Yeah. So that's the fun thing. I think being uh, a dad to twin girls is, I don't know. I, w- I don't know yet. Let's like, let's put they're it at still, that. They're because, still becoming girls. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I'm looking at your boys and they're starting to hit their wild phase. <laughs> yeah. Like where they're just throwing things <laughs> just to throw things. Yeah. Food, especially. And I, I imagine girls do that. Probably. I think babies, I think kids just do that in general. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. They might be super proper and eat with utensils by the time they're a year and a half, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know what I'm looking forward to, though? What? Once they get a little bit more hair. Yeah. And you can do that thing where you take a little elastic thing yeah. for the hair and you put it and you make it just like a little ponytail. Yeah. And so they look like yeah. the little girl on Despicable Me. Oh, that, that like or the poof um, of hair. Uh, Boo from Monsters Inc. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. And I'm just looking forward Very, to doing that. Or like, there's like the I funny look, videos of like dads it. putting vacuums up to their the <laughs> girl's hair and it like sucks it and yeah. then they'll put it in like a ponytail. So it's like a, a quick that's brilliant ponytail hack. Brilliant. See, I, I see. I'm like, oh man, I haven't even thought of any of this stuff. But okay, I I hear you. I would definitely be looking forward to that for sure. But um, I don't know. You know. Um, yeah. Jazz buys their babies still. No. All the outfits. Yeah, we got a lot of outfits from from. We probably got like forty or fifty outfits from a previous twin mom who oh. had twin girls. Okay, and it was a lifesaver because that's yeah. what we've used for most the majority of our things. No, okay, that's fair. But I'll be honest. There's there's outfits that pop up, and I'm like, where'd we get that? And she's like, oh, I bought off Amazon. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> so like, many things okay. just get bought off Amazon. Yeah. Like, no, All right. I hear you. Uh, Walmart or uh, Walmart pickup or Target pickup order. Oh, she's got another thing for him. Okay. Oh, I get emails. Okay, Meg's Meg's buying this for the boys. Or do you feel like 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 mentally like I'm not there. Like mentally, like, I wake up, I get the girls fed. Yeah, I do the necessary like the the necessary yeah. things. I go to work. Yeah. And even though I work upstairs, like I'm like yeah. really mentally checked in there. Yeah. And then I come back here into reality, and I'm like, 
you've done all that <laughs> you know uh, yeah. i know i yeah there's just a whole nother life that i i think meg and jazz do really well that yeah i i definitely we definitely they're hey, we're great teammates for sure great teammates great teammates um let's see and i'll talk a little bit about being a dad to boys twin boys so sure, cooper yeah. and calvin are two years old so they're starting to come in their little boy area you know they're not they're not babies anymore mm-hmm. which of course is kind of sad but at the same time it's fun um yeah being a twin dad to boys one it makes me think you know i feel like this innate like responsibility like i gotta teach them to be good men you know like that's my job mm-hmm. like they're gonna be men you know and they're gonna be good men and they're gonna be respectable men and i gotta start early because if i don't start now like whatever so i'm like okay what are what are things that i can do to make turn them into like good boys and keep them into good men um well one it's just fun because you can see like that innate little boy personality comes out of both of them um as you mentioned cooper he's he's got that big personality he's crazy he's adventurous he likes to jump off stuff <laughs> who was the one that lit the toaster on oh, fire it was cooper <laughs> I don't know if they talked about that, but yeah, they threw something in the toaster and it lit it on a fire. Tortilla chip. He put a tortilla chip in the. He's a he's a little pyro already. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I was, I, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, how am I gonna, you know, be a good dad to help him become good men? And it's made me think, okay, what is a good man? You know, how how am I? Am I being a good man? Like, how would I describe what does it men do? You know, and um, you know, got me thinking. I'm like, well, of course we provide, protect. Like, I feel like good men, we push each other to be the best people we can be. Um, and you know, and just thinking about that, instilling that, then I, I also thought, I'm like, well, you know, my boys, I want them to be tough. I want them to be able to stand up for themselves and stand up for others, but I also want them to be gentle, you know, not soft, right. But gentle, gentle is a choice. Being soft is not. So like, how do I instill that in them now? And I was listening to a couple of like, you know, experts on how to raise boys or whatever. And the thing that pretty much all of them say is like rough and tumble play as soon as like they can handle it is like so important for boys. So I was like, okay, let me try it out. So I like just tickle the crap out of them ever since they've been like <laughs> rough and tumble, tickles. rough and tumble and tickles. Like even since like <laughs> they've been like 10 months old, I just, you know, get them, I'll throw them around. And I tell you it, Oh my gosh, it works. Like there are times where they just have tons of energy or they're in the mood to like hit or whatever. And I'll just throw them down and I'll start tickling them. I'll go crazy. I'll do what I call the pizza pie where I toss them like a little pizza and then like oh, that's lay cute. them down. And one, it's it's super fun. But two, like after they get up and then they're just like these nice, well-behaved boys. And then they like actually play well with each other because they got all their aggression out, which surprising how aggressive these little kids can be at that age. But it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, they're. <laughs> they got like tons of testosterone puppet through them already. But um yeah, rough and tumble play has been wonderful for my boys. And they're playing well with other kids. They're I think they're good boys. And they're you know, cute boys. They're, they're very, very good boys. They're very good boys. They're gentle, but they also are tough. Like Calvin, for example, he'll like take things, he'll get hit in the head, he'll run into walls sometimes. I don't know. And he'll be like, oh, okay, I'm fine. But then like he knows he's bigger than most other kids and he could like, like tickle him or take him down, but he doesn't. But whenever I'm in, he'll like actually come and attack me in the sense, like attack, like play attack, like tickle or whatever. And like jump on me and stuff. But he like knows I can take it, but he like nice. won't do that to Cooper. Like it's actually like, I've been really kind of proud of him. I've noticed that especially recently. So 
And Cooper's just, yeah, Cooper's just fun, you know, Cooper, but he's very playful in that sense, but Cooper is very good with other kids. And so I don't know. That's, that's the thing I've kind of realized as being a dad, like I want to make sure they're tough and strong, but also gentle and have that good balance and rough and tumble play so far has been really, really good for that. Love it. So I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, Well, I think we got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. We got our last section here. So, you know, we've been talking. Jasmine and Meg have been doing the Utah Jazz here for a bit. Well, ladies, we got a section for you. We're calling it. We're going for two, and this is our sports section. Um, and we're gonna be talking with you like we're talking with some of the boys going for two, going for two with two point conversion. So, um, yeah, I'll have you get started off. What are we? What are we talking about first? All right, first thing that has been blowing up all of my emails because I get like some morning emails about sports every day that I, I usually read. Um, and it's also been blowing up my Instagram, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Is people have been saying that Taylor Swift is taking advantage of Travis Kelsey. Let's be honest, who the real winner is there? It's Travis Kelsey. Are they like dating or something? And there was this thing I saw just yesterday where Travis Kelsey got a seventy thousand dollar bonus check from mm. um from his team for winning the semifinals and going to the Super Bowl. And someone posted on Twitter yesterday saying, hey, you know, look at that. She is working him over because look at all that money that he's making. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> what? <laughs> 70000 to the is nothing to the billionaire. Uh, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure she makes more off of T-shirt royalties at her Eras Tour concert than. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and splitting some 70K with Travis Kelsey for going to the Super Bowl. He has made, yeah. he has, he has jumped from like uh, someone that most people do not know yeah to... i knew who he was before of course right? of yeah, course he, yeah he was he was dope yeah but... he no he's a great great, great uh great tight end yeah but he is now like in the top five selling on fanatics his yeah. t-shirt sales are going through the roof that's true he is profiting like crazy off yeah. of this yeah no i 100 percent uh i think in what? this one i'm gonna stand with bill belichick you know oh, amen coach of the patriots when this whole relationship went down he said well, if Travis is able to come down with this one, this will be the biggest catch of his career. And it I think is by he said the it, biggest catch. I think that I think he said it perfectly right there. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think Taylor Swift's a gold digger. I don't think she needs to do that. I think I think you're right. I think it's. But she might be looking for content for a new song. Maybe I don't know. Have you heard the AI breakup songs of Taylor and? Yeah, there's so oh many my now. Gosh, that's hilarious. I mean, I I hope the best for him. I hope that those never really need to come true, but. Those are pretty funny. That's awesome. Those are pretty good. All right. So now the next segment, um, we got about 10 minutes left before this. Okay, ladies, as you may know, March is coming. And in March, things get turned into madness. March madness. Dun, 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 dun. Basketball is coming. Uh, well, basketball is here, but the final college tournament, March madness is upon it. And I'm pretty sure your man has made a bracket or two in his day or is pretty obsessed with his bracket and and um, doing pretty well there. Bryson, would you say you you take your bracket pretty seriously? Um, I take my bracket pretty seriously because every year I lose fifteen dollars, yes, yes, or twenty dollars <laughs> to my neighborhood or family bracket tournament. All right, so yeah. it's a pain in the butt. That's what I want to say. It's a pain in the butt because I just want to win. Yeah. By the way, winning the bracket it, perfectly it, is statistically impossible yeah oh 100 percent. it's um i think quick and loans tried to do something where like hey if you make a perfect bracket we'll give you a billion dollars like 
they might have done it, but also, um, yeah. Oh uh, my gosh, uh, Warren Buffett did it too. Yeah, well, Warren, yeah, Warren Buffett and Quicken Loans they combined it, and all the brackets were out within the first round that year. Like no yeah. one even got a. No, no, it's yeah. statistically impossible. Yeah, no, um, not, it's something of like uh, it's it's two to the sixty four power. That's yeah. that's what we got to look it up. So, anyways, it's something to like the quintillion. So the point is mm-hmm. March Madness. It's fun. Yeah. This is what our recommendation is for everyone. Go either print it out if you like printing on paper or go get your favorite sports app, whether it's Yahoo, yeah. um, CBS. I make one on both. Uh, what is there another popular ESPN. app? ESPN. ESPN yeah. does one too. And I think Chris has a tip that he's going to reveal. Yeah. So ladies, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm going to give you some advice that I haven't shared to anyone. Um, so humble brag a little bit, but I, the last seven brackets I've done, so I've done well, eight brackets in the past three years. I've won seven out of those eight bracket competitions because wow. I have followed this rule that I learned in a sports analytics class. I haven't told anyone my secret, but I'm going to tell you my secret. So, cause I want you ladies to go in. I mean, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I'm going to, if you you follow this, you're going to have a solid bracket. You might not win it, but you're going to have a really respectable bracket that you might, you'll probably even beat your husbands and then they're going to really respect you for it. So um, when you're filling out your bracket, you're going to have the seeds, right? You have your one seed and 16 seed, your two seed, your, you know, seven seed. You, the trick is try to pick the higher seed unless the lower seed meets the following criteria. The big one is this. Is the lower seed a significantly or a, a visible better free throw shooting team? So meaning, do they shoot more free throws than the higher seeding team? And do they have a higher percentage? If it's like pretty visible that they're better, like a better free throw shooting team, like they're shooting more free throws and they have a like a two or three or four or five, six percent, you know, better free throw shooting percentage. That's actually, you know, over time, they've done statistical analysis over the past like 40 years. And that's like the number one reason for like our correlation with upsets so that's that's one that you should select you should Wait, select so you're saying okay so let, let lower, me recap. Yeah. choose the better team yep, the aka seed. the lower seed yeah so if a one is taking a 16 yeah take the one yep but choose the upset if the upsetting team the mm-hmm. worst team yeah has a better free throw percentage uh, and statistics. Well, yeah, exactly. Better free throw percentage, but also do they shoot more free throws? It's the, so you got to kind of combine both. Okay. If they shoot more free throws and they make and they have a higher percentage, they're just better at those. They're a better free throw shooting team. That's the most likely that you're going to have to to make it. Now, if they're a little bit better, but you don't know if you should take it or not, the second criteria, which is like the second one you should ask is, is the uh, lower C team significantly older or do they have more seniors and juniors while the higher C team might have freshmen and sophomores. Now college basketball is weird because you might have these players that are one and done. They play one year in college and then they go to the NBA. Um, but yeah, if uh, so point is if the other team's a little bit better free throw shooting team and they have a lot more seniors and juniors considerably more than the, uh, the higher seed, that's the second one. So, so take the team that has the yeah. more experience, more experience, juniors and seniors, better free throw shooters. And then the third one is if it's like both are a little bit there, but you're still close in your decision is the lower seed, a better three point shooting team. If they are, and they have all three of those, especially then, then take them. So just follow that with every pick, take the higher seed, unless a, 
the um, lower seed is a visibly better free throw shooting team and or a little bit better with more experience and or a little bit better, a little bit more experience and a better three point. Shooting Love team. it. You do that. I'm not going to say you're going to have a perfect mark because I haven't yet, but you're going to have a good one. You're going to have a competitive one and your men, you may beat your spouse. You're, you're, you may beat your spouse. And then, then you can just say, tell them their secret. Just be like, well, I just did the better free throw shooting teams. And they're going to be like, what? You actually did that research and be like, yeah, you didn't, you know, yeah. this is a bracket challenge. Come on. <laughs> you didn't come on. Like what? Like you, like it's hard. Like you didn't do that. Come on, do some research here. You didn't listen to Chris on twin dads talk. So if you're going to go for two and you got it and it's games on the line and instead of tying it, you're like, okay, we're going to go win the game. That's the play. You got to draw. That's the play to take the bracket. That's the play to win the game. Love it. There you go. Well, this has been a very awesome and insightful twin dads talk. Mm -hmm. I think we actually had too much to think. I think we have to do another one eventually. Yeah. We'll probably have to check back in with you ladies for sure. But um, we're happy to say that Megan Chaz will be back next episode because we know you love them so much and I don't blame you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, see ya. Wild and out.